Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, and you're very welcome to this week's podcast. Today is the 12th of the 3rd, 2022. It's a Sunday. How do you do? Do you do good? This week, we're looking at favourite pets. What was yours? Mine uh, definitely wasn't one dog that the family had that would just sleep in a ditch and lick himself all day and do nothing. Also this week, we'll be talking about the PlayStation 1, a home video game console created by the big boys, Sony, that changed the way me and my brother lived our lives. We bonded, we became close, we played together all night. Plus, I'll be taking a quick look at the story of Chelsea. The London team are in murky waters thanks to their leader, Roman Abramovich, who's a rich Russian man, and he's found himself in some hot water. More on that later, but first, I'd like to make a statement. Um, I'm putting my name in the hat today's Kim Kardashian. I understand herself and Kenya have finished up. They've come to the end of the road and they've produced a lovely family and they've done a lot of stuff. And... I understand Kim wants to move on. I understand the American media personality, socialite and businesswoman has high standards, but something no American can offer her that I can. The beautiful fields of Ireland. Oh yes, Kim Kardashian has set foot in Ireland a few times before, but she's never really gone much further afield than Dublin or Belfast. And I'd like to take her to the sunny west coast of Ireland, bring her to Knock maybe for a visit. We could do uh, an Ovina. Then we can visit the hills of Donegal, rugged and windy. And perhaps, Kim, we could take a bus to Wicklow. That shouldn't take more than a week to get there. And we can visit the sunny southeast for a ramble around the woods. Then we can go into Cork City for a BLT and chips. Or we can have to Dublin if you want. We can go down to Fibber McGee's. And I'd love to show you a bit of Belfast as well, Kim. Then, and only then, could you accept me. So my offer is on a play at there for you, Kim. It's up to you what you want. All right. Well, hello anyways and welcome to this week's podcast. I hope everyone is doing well out there. Um, it's been a windy week. It's been a slightly wet week. There's been a lot of rain been pouring down. Actually, you know what? I heard there during the week that there's a part of Australia, and I'm not sure exactly what part, but they had the same place that they had the droughts. They now have floods and a load of snakes and a load of frogs and a load of other sp- spiders and the likes, all those kind of fuckers that'd kill you. They've all apparently been washed in or they've come further infield now. So there's spiders turning up on people's houses. Killer spiders. And that would just scare the bejesus out of me. So I uh, hope everyone is doing well out there. Anyways, I started reading the Eminem book. And I've always been a fan of Eminem ever since the um, the Slim Shady years and the Marshall Mathew years and the Deer Stan and all that stuff. Dido. And I was in a secondhand shop there the other day and I seen the, the book and... Sometimes when you go into those shops, you're looking around and sometimes there's not a good good stuff in there. You're looking around, there's like the men's stuff is kind of like t-shirts that are too big for you. There'd be pants that'd be too wide for you. So you'd be thinking, fuck it, right, I'm just going to leave it. But the odd time you might stick your head into the, the CD section or the book section, see what's going on there. And I spotted the M&M book for one euro. And if you get three books, you get them for two euro. I thought, Jesus, that's not bad value at all. So... I was looking at the first few pages of the Eminem book and I was saying stuff like how he grew up in Detroit and he created the alter ego and D12 is the Detroit, the Detroit 12 and all the gang and he used to go to these rap battles and throw in a bit of comical shite along the way and that's what propelled him 
to the very top and he used to go to this rap battle and he had to sleep on the he had to break into his own house because the house was taken off him this is the kind of life that Eminem had grown up he had to break into his own house the night before traveling to a rap festival so he broke into the house he slept on the floor because the heating wasn't working he got out in the morning again he traveled about four hours to a rap festival and apparently he did really well and some of the top boys there recognized him and they're like you're Eminem and he goes yeah and he goes I've got I've got a number for Dr. Dre so Eminem snapped that right up because Dr. Dre was and still is one of the biggest dogs in the game and Eminem went he he, he made a, a mixtape all the songs on it and however it got to Dr. Dre but Dr. Dre said I want to get a meeting with that fella straight away and before Eminem knew it he was on the front of every magazine in town and uh, everyone was talking about him he sold 400,000 hard copies of his first album uh, which I don't remember the name of but another thing that interested me now was when he said he said he had this alter ego and he said once he came up with the name for the alter ego Slim Shady he said that was enough to get me thinking and that was enough to write a whole album and he said he wrote all the hits from the Slim Shady album while sitting on the toilet for two hours I thought to myself jeez that must have been some shite you were having but he did well for himself and I got the book anyways and I'm about 10 pages into it I'm just trying to keep myself off the phone more than anything so it's anything and everything that will keep me away from that bloody phone you know the crack yourself it sucks you in so I'm getting through the Eminem book now I don't really uh, I don't really like to read too much but the odd time I would but I tend to read shite books and uh, plenty of people might say what do you read Eminem for would you not read a bit of Shakespeare no Shakespeare didn't affect my life growing up Eminem did and we're moving on um I'm doing a lot of Pilates now as well and you're probably thinking Jesus lad's gone pure soft but I decided you know what I don't think I've got a good core I don't think you know like I've got those kind of like uh, love handles on the side there so I'm trying to get rid of them and um, I said once and for all why not stick on the television in the morning before you do anything before you go on the phone stick on the old Pilates there on YouTube and try and do it as much as you can and you can do your best and I know a lot of people go to the gym and they spend an hour or two hours in the gym this video this video that I'd be watching during the week it's a different one every day of the week but it's only about 20 minutes but I'd give it a fair old lash anyways um, but every morning I'd do it and I'd be moving my legs and I'd be moving my torso and everything like that and I can do the plank but I can't do them other ones whatever it is when you're bending the back leg and you've got to keep it out um i can't do it but the reason why i got into pilates was because i heard someone on about it on television and i went online and i looked at the fella that created pilates his name is jimmy pilates or something like that he is in amazing shape if you get a chance go on to google and look for the fella that created pilates i seen a picture of him he was 82 and he had a six-pack and that was good enough reason for me to get into that so i've been trying to keep that going now i didn't do it this weekend i kind of took my foot off the gas but uh if you can't enjoy the weekend then sure what are you living life for says you um, the Batman movie is out featuring Colin Farrell as a penguin and I'm hoping to see that in the cinema and I just had a question for the general public there do any of you still go to the cinema I know during lockdown the whole thing was up in arms and I don't think people are as much into the cinema now as they used to be I know that um, people have bigger televisions in the house some people even use projectors some people are not even bother with the cinema and Netflix seems to have taken over as a sort of home cinema if you will but the big old screen that you go into they are they're a sight to behold one of the first movies that i ever saw in the cinema was jurassic park and it blew my mind to see dinosaurs that size felt like you were really looking at dinosaurs and then also i seen titanic and that was a real cliffhanger altogether but you had to see it in the cinema if you didn't see it in the cinema you didn't even watch it in my book but of course now televisions are 4k and all the other shit that goes with that so um 
So I'm wondering, is there many people that still go to the cinema? But I'm thinking about going myself. But, you know, if the cinema, there was all this talk of diesel and everything going up. Going into the cinema, I know it's about 12 euro. And I know the people in the cinema have to get paid. Someone has to pay it for the fucking popcorn. But at the same time, you know, you're kind of counting everything now. Because the way they're talking now, they're kind of trying to scare you. So I will go to the cinema to see it, though. Just because it's nice to keep the cinema open, you know. If you have the day off any day this week or next week... And you're looking for somewhere to go. Pop into the cinema, would you? When you get yourself a bit of buttered popcorn. Um, the problem I have as well, though, is I have an issue falling asleep through movies. That's something I can't do. Is some, No, I suppose not something I can't do. But it's more so like, you know the way some people can't fall asleep at night when they go to bed and they're up thinking about stuff. And some people fall asleep very handily. I fall asleep very handily. But the problem with that is... If I sit down for more than 20 minutes at any time of the day, I'll be sleepy and I'll probably fall asleep. And that sounds good, but at the same time, when you're trying to watch something on Netflix and you're falling asleep after 20 minutes, it's not good. I woke up this morning and I was on Netflix and I was I was watching some old shite. I think it was come down with me and 20 minutes into it, I fell back asleep. And this was already after me getting 10 hours sleep. Because the reason why I know that is because I looked at the Fitbit. And it was 10 hours, 15 fucking minutes in the bed sleeping. I think it was sleeping anyway. I don't know how they know that. But um, but the worst thing about that was I was watching the, the show on Netflix. And, uh, and I fucking nearly fall asleep again. But then I said to myself, you know what? Just get up. Get up and go. And I went, got up and I had myself a nice, cold, nice cup of Polish tea. So I did. Um, which I, I think I mentioned in a previous podcast. I bought this lovely... Lovely cheap Polish green tea down in Schlego. So um, I'd be getting that again. And this Batman movie, by the way, 200 million budget. Apparently most of the movie was shot in Liverpool. Um, and I'm heading over to Liverpool, if anyone's over there, on the end of this month, the last day of this month and the 1st of April. If anyone's over there and you're around, give us a shout. I'll be over there for two nights. I'm going over on a stag do with the gang of lads. So if you're around... Give us a shout. We'll go for a couple of scooperinos in Liverpool. I'd love to get a couple of pictures taken outside Anfield Stadium just to see what's going on over there. But um, another thing I was up to during the week is I was trying to get onto that Skillshare crack. I don't know if anyone's ever used that, but it's like this place where you can do these short courses and all the other stuff. So I downloaded that anyways and I got a week's trial and I've spent most of my time so far just kind of scrolling through it, not knowing what to go for. So... I, uh, I'm going to give that a lash anyways for a week, but that's about 110 quid a year or something like that, so we'll see if it's worth it. But um, it's amazing the way nowadays you can go on the internet and you can find anything you want. Anything. Type it in, it's there for you. You want to know how to fix a light bulb, it's there for you. You want to know how to get the lawnmower started, it's there for you. It's the handiest fucking thing you'll ever get in your life. Um, I had a bottle of wine there as well during the week. I don't normally drink, drink during the week these days, but I said, you know what, I'll have one during the week and I shared it with somebody else and... We had a couple of glasses each, not too many. If anyone's wondering my method of buying wine in the shop, it's I look for the cheapest option, then I look for the second cheapest option, and I buy that one. So that if I get up to the counter and they're like, you look at you, you tight fucker, you may as well have bought yourself a bottle of vinegar for all good that stuff is. But they won't say that if it's the second cheapest. So that's just a little tip there. Anyways, we're going to get stuck into this podcast now. And I asked people during the week about their favourite pets. And I really appreciate everybody writing in. And I'm going to go through a few of them here that I got. A fellow called Ryan said, I had a pet slug for six weeks with the girl I was seeing. When it died, the relationship was over. Ha ha ha. Poor old slug. God rest his soul. Gary Max said, my dog, but we had a pet rat once and his daily exercise was to run up and downstairs. 
Right, she said, you know, was that the dog or the rat going up and down the stairs? To be honest, I never really could take the rats as pets. I understand some people had them and they're, in some ways you probably think they're as cute as a dog or a cat. But Jesus, I couldn't be around, couldn't be around a rat at all or a weasel or any of those, any of those at all. I seen a mink the other day, actually, now that I think about it, down the banks of the river. And I see, and I, I said, I got to get out of here. I was thinking to myself, I don't want to be anywhere near that mink if he turns on me. Um, fella called Owen says had a few guinea pigs years ago cage door left open dog made short short work of them that's the sad thing about when you get small pets and animals is they end up getting done in and the dog probably was jealous of them or probably thought it was food I mean how do you how do you tell a dog not to eat the gerbil like it's just it's nearly impossible someday it's going to kick off Maybe the gerbil would go for the dog or the guinea pigs or whatever it may be. And that could be just the end of them. Um, Karen said she got a tortoise, which is illegal now to have them. I never knew that now, but uh, a tortoise in the house. You see, I, I, I think that'd be nice too. But at the same time, a tortoise would be just like having a, a green stone in a way. Like it'd be just sitting there all day and I'm sure it's got a cute face. And when it does pop its head out of the shell, probably like, oh, look at him, look at him. He's got his face out of the shell. But most of the time when he has himself hidden within the shell, probably just as good as having a green rock, except a lot smellier. Um... Sad Can said, my green coloured chicken who grew up to become a white coloured hen eventually got sick, eaten by us. I don't know how good that would be for the body, Sad, but uh, I hope you're doing okay. Wilson Walker, tadpole named Jeff, cunt fucked off one day. Think a frog ate it. Ooh, it's hard, to, it's hard to believe what happened to that poor tadpole Jeff. But, you know, I always like to think that when an animal does go missing, that it's just moved into a different town or it's maybe suddenly gained consciousness. And I'd like to believe that Jeff is now a businessman in the city. Uh, Sean Mack said he, he had a gerbil. My brother sat on him by accident one day and killed him. That always happens with gerbils. Whatever it is, they're getting set on. I think that's the number one way gerbils die is some, somebody sits on their head and it's an awful sad way to go. Uh, Patrick Ahern says, had a terrapin there for a while. He stunk to high heaven, but he was chill. Called him Herbie like the car. Jeez, I'll never forget that TV show. Uh, there was a car called Herbie and the, her, the car could talk. And I tell you what we do for a car like that now with the price of diesel, huh? But terrapin, I don't know what that is. Is that a fish? Um... Another fellow called Kieran said a buddy of mine had a wounded crow when he was very young. He had a lead and all. Jeez, I can only imagine going for a little walk with a crow on a lead and uh, the crow would be flying away and people would be looking at you going, what are you doing with the crow on the lead? I'd be like, no, he was wounded. I'm looking after him. I'm just I'm just bringing him back to health. Um, who else? Another fellow said he had a shoe bill, which I think is the bird. Um, had a pet chinchilla for three days escape from the gaff. Never to be seen again, the poor cunt. Jesus, it's a lot of animals running away here. Um, Jack Russell, that saved my dad from a charging bull. Absolutely honourable dog. Gotta give it to the Jack Russell. They're very, very brave. Um, a penguin. Tony had a penguin back in the day. Fair play. Jesus, I don't know how you got one of those back to the gaff. Martin Duffy, honey badgers with scolosis who had nothing but plumpy nut. Right. Uh, I don't even know what plumpy nut is, but... Uh, they always say it's good to have an appetite. A fella here called Eric said he had lizards, but they were useless. Just slept and lay around the lazy bastards. Dat Emma said Jakku, Shapubi and Kuchin. I don't know what the fuck they are. Do you ever see a like? Do you ever see a picture of an animal that you've never seen before? And it lives probably in the ocean or it lives in the forest, and it's got just like a name like a fucking chickadoo or something like that that you've never seen before in your life and it just blows your mind it looks like a chicken but it's called a chickadoo um what else we got here some fellow had a spider killian had a giraffe 
Uh, Daisy had a, a bunny born on Easter by Jesus. That's good timing, by. Uh, let me see. My pet hamster, Stephen, loved loved the crack, he said. John, he was a gerbil uh, crocker. Don't know what that is. A giant Amazonian scolopendra. Some crack until he started to bite. Uh, crow, the owl lad's badger. A baby giraffe, guinea pigs. And finally, I'm going to finish up with this one. Pet badger, but they can fucking bite by. Now, moving on to the PlayStation, the video game console that was developed and marketed by the big boys Sony in and around the year of 1994 to 1995, including games such as Final Fantasy VII, Crash Bandicoot and Crash Bandicoot 2, Street Fighter, Chrono Cross, and we'll never forget playing Tomb Raider on your own in the bedroom. Oh yes, the PlayStation 1 was a computer that changed the whole landscape of friends hanging out together. Oh yes, because you'd call over to someone's house, they'd be playing Final Fantasy VII, you'd be sitting behind them going, go left, go right, left. And that'd be the beginning of a friendship that would involve you and him going into virtual worlds together, exploring the world together through Final Fantasy VII. And I'll never forget that game on the PlayStation. I remember we got FIFA 98 on the PlayStation and uh, it blew our mind that up to that point, you see, the consoles, they weren't that great. You had the Super Nintendo, which was very good in fairness. You had the Nintendo, which was brilliant. You did have the Sega Mega Drive. That was class. But the games weren't great. The graphics weren't that good at the time. That was really a point where, you know, you didn't really... You couldn't really see clearly what was going on in the game, whether it's when the PlayStations came out first and you had Gran Turismo and you had all the other games, uh, Resident Evil and you had Tomb Raider and Tony Hawk and all those other ones. The graphics were just like, oh, this is really good. Jesus, this looks, feels like I'm actually there. You know, you'd be playing fucking a Digimon at three o'clock in the morning. Um, and it was just the best console going. So I remember when we got FIFA 98 for Christmas and I remember um, one of the options on FIFA was like you could make it snow and we clicked on that option and we watched it snow so the game kicked off I was playing against my brother and we just sat there with our mouths open on the 25th of December I believe 1999 possibly could have been and our minds were absolutely blown and that was all thanks to the PlayStation 1 Um, the lifespan is 12 years that's what they say 12 years 1994-2006 whatever that means that either means that they've stopped making them or else the computer's itself lasts that long um i remember i paid in and around i think it was about 300 pound at the time which was pricey but everyone had it at the time and uh, it was very popular i'm reading here it was the first ever gaming console that reached 100 million units sold and it was a big 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 change for sony they were trying to get stuck in there against microsoft and all the other ones and the fact that they could bring out this computer console and just change the landscape of gaming as i said before and they used to have grand theft auto oh jesus guys if you haven't played the first grand theft auto you haven't lived i'd advise you to stick it on there to youtube if you're in front of youtube and give it a look but i have to say my favorite game for the playstation one and i think it was the most popular playstation one game gran turismo it was an amazing game just amazing doing laps of the place and you'd be you know the first time you'd ever be playing with such graphics you know like you had need for speed and you had porsche challenge but you didn't really have anything of the caliber of gran turismo and when you could save up enough money to buy yourself a subaru impreza and you'd be going around doing laps after laps after laps and you'd be crashing the car but eventually you got so good after years of practice it could be three or four years playing it before you'd win but then when you did win, oh, well, you couldn't stay away from it. You'd have people coming over to the house to watch you winning. And I think that was the main thing about the PlayStation, that people would come over and watch you playing it. And you'd be so good because you wouldn't have slept in weeks. And that was my favorite thing about the PlayStation. You'd be up, myself and my brother used to be up playing all the time. It was so bad that 
there was one night myself and my brother I think we were up playing I think it was Final Fantasy 7 my brother was trying to kill some fella and he couldn't kill him and he went after him again and he couldn't kill him and he kept going back to him and I think he lost four times in a row and he got so mad that he just he started shouting going fuck it fuck it this is like two or three o'clock in the morning my father got up out of the bed and he goes will you shut the fuck up he went absolutely nuts I'm and my brother were like he's after losing and my father obviously couldn't comprehend that we're talking about some virtual game that he's never fucking played before and why would he ever play the fucking game in his life he's like will you fuck off the bed you pair of clowns and we realised next day we're like yeah we're foolish to be up this late playing but that's how addictive it was Now, before I head off, I've got a question that somebody sent in to me. But before I get into that, I want to thank everybody on Patreon and everywhere that listens to this podcast. Everyone that listens to this podcast. Thanks very much. And please share it around the place and show people the podcast and say, did you hear this fucking podcast? And then, you know, you would know some fellow might be just back from Australia or Canada or, or even Boston, America. might be like, Jesus, that, that's not bad now. And then he might give me a call and he might give me work. So please, please do share this around if you want of course only if you want if you don't want that's fine too but i do want to especially thank people on patreon for supporting this podcast thank you very very much i really do appreciate it and i also want to give a big shout out to golden bake because they've always supported me especially the last few years and uh, there's a big big news coming with the golden bake jam buns there's a, a lovely flavor coming out very soon but more of that next week not only is saint patrick's day around the corner but national jam bun day is upon our doorstep now without further bullshitting around i'm going to get down to this question someone sent me in this question they didn't give their name they said i'm thinking of proposing to my boyfriend this weekend i'm american he's irish it's saint patrick's day so why not is this frowned upon p.s love the podcast it's amazing okay she never said the last bit but let's pretend that the rest of it's true um going to propose to your boyfriend this weekend you're from america there is a thing in ireland where you can propose to your boyfriend well you can propose to him any day of the fucking year to be honest if you're feeling it you have the ring in the back pocket you want to propose to your boyfriend you go for it yeah but normally in ireland or traditionally or whatever way you want to say it they normally propose the woman proposes to the man on the 28th or the 29th of february every leap year uh, which is once every four years that's when they can pop the question and generally then it's up to the men otherwise to do it but this american lady is asking me is it frowned upon to pop the question to your fella is not go for it go for it i'd say do it as soon as you can say to him listen i want to hook up with you for the rest of your life i want me and you to be together with the under the one roof and let's see where this goes let's see how far we can take this will you take my hand Will you please love me forever? I know I'm going to love you forever. And put that ring on his fucking finger. Pop it onto his finger and say, hey, watch this. Plant a big kiss on his cheeks and say, well, do you want to take me? And ask him, does he want to marry you? Ask him as soon as you can. Ask him Paddy's Day. Ask him in the morning of Paddy's Day. Wake up that morning, have a lovely breakfast for yourself and your partner and say, listen, will you marry me today? And if he says I won't marry you today, say, well, you're not committed as much as I am. And that's it. Move on. Forget about him. In fact, you know what? Leave him. Anyways, I better get out of here, folks. Thanks very much for listening to this week's podcast. Really do appreciate it. Hope everyone's doing well out there. Enjoy your Monday. Please send me in the questions, whatever you want to get off your chest. Love hearing from you. And uh, chat to you soon. Have a great week. Bye.